Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season four, episode two. If you're counting at home, that's 152 episodes. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are back, Craig, because there is more beer to be drank, and we have to talk about the running backs. We do. So it's draft prep season, baby. If you're not already tra- – I'm in a draft right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally in a draft right now. So if you're not prepping, you are now behind schedule. You were behind schedule before. Now you're even worse behind schedule. You are not typing your term paper the night before it's due. You are typing your term paper in the class when it's due. <laughs> so it is time to get to work. But let's first start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So today, uh, sidebar, if anyone notices I sound different, I changed up mics. So I'm, us- I'm using the mic that Britton normally uses when he's here. So I'm just giving it so a So now you get, you get the soothing tones yes. that you normally get from me when I'm over there <laughs> in, the, uh, in the Blake Borders Memorial Studio. But yeah, you, um, do, you, you sound deeper is the word I would use to you sound, you sound like you could you could be doing some voiceovers for like some sort of late night programming like some, Friday nights is brought to you by spam. Open some, a can. Some spam. smooth jazz. Yeah, yeah, um, you're you're almost a smooth jazz level, I would have to say. That's it's pretty accurate. Pretty all right. Accurate. So um this beer is a new beer. This is called Superhero Sidekicks IPA by Kings sense. County Brewers Collective in Brooklyn, New York. I have heard of this beer. It's Citra Mosaic Idaho 7 Centennial and Cascade. That's a lot of different hops. That is. That is. So I, we're going we're gonna to try it. I don't know that I love all the different. I don't want 75 hops. Don't, you know, there's really only one hop I absolutely won't drink, and that's Idaho 7. I know people Didn't love you, it. Wasn't bitter. that in um, King Sue? I Yes. We, well, maybe, but there was a lot of Citra in King Sue too. True. But Idaho Seven was used. Remember that that first trip we made to Bad Sons in the Valley that we didn't enjoy it. Like half the beers we tried were Idaho Seven beers. So, yeah. I have not gone to the store, <laughs> and I bought that whole case from New Park about about three weeks ago. So I'm still working off of that, but I'm starting to empty my beer fridge. So I have a double fragment tonight Ooh, from nice. New Park, just one of the ones that Craig likes. Let's pop that guy open. So, and we're not going to waste any time, Craig. There's so much going on. We are going straight into burning hot takes. I'm not even. I well, let's get you know what this one tastes like. I'd like your taste sample first. I'm sorry, I'm rushing it's a little okay. bit. No, it's okay. Let me let Tell me just me take a swig like. here. Hold on. I'm pouring. Ah oh, yes. Ah oh, yes. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. And interesting. He doesn't hate it. He's. I don't he's hate con- it. It's very smooth. Hmm. And then it, at first, it's kind of like a, your standard New England IPA, but mm-hmm. then gradually, all the hops come back on the back end, but don't totally dry your mouth out. So you get some, you get some beer up front, you get the juiciness, and then the hop comes back at the end, but not like a drying like a little, Sahara. No, no, it like it dries it out a little bit, but not not too much. It's a pleasant dry out. Yes, yes. All right, nice, very nice. All right, we're getting right to it because we are, we were doing our, our running back rankings tonight, but there is so much news erupting throughout the sports world. I'm not even giving you an option tonight. I am giving the first question because I have so <laughs> sure. much stuff yep, on my ahead. on my screen right now. Mm-hmm. So I want to go – for my two burning hot takes, I'm going to go outside of football. I okay. want some – some, 
outside information here. So there seems to be a trend going around on social media of a common question being asked. At least I've seen it in a couple of places. The baseball season that's about to happen. Sure it we is. Hope. We hope. The baseball season that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Because it's a shortened season, because yep. the uh, NL is going to have a DH, there are some purists out there who say it doesn't matter who wins the World Series. It's an asterisk season. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it. My question to you, Craig, if the Yankees win the World Series in this shortened season, which a lot of people say they might, mm-hmm. if they win the World Series, will you consider it less of an accomplishment than if they had won a, a regular season? Will I that tarnish would, it for you? I would still be happy they won, but, you know, it's half a season. So, you know, if baseball started on time and the Yankees, you know, so if baseball starts, I don't know, next month, let's say, so they play half, half a season, Yankees win, that's good, that's great. But, you know, if they played starting in April, March, you know, like who the hell knows what would happen. So I would be happy if I would understand if baseball put an asterisk next to it. So, But will yeah. you, in your mind and in your memory, will there be an, will it be an asterisk <sighs> season or will it just be, hey, it's another Yankee championship? To, to me, it would be kind of it would be somewhere in the middle, honestly. Okay. Like, I would be yeah they they can add another ring to their list, which is great, but yeah, it's kind of tarnished a little, little bit. So no, honestly, so- honestly with baseball, I don't know if they put sponsor ads on uniforms. I don't even know if I'm gonna watch baseball. Oh really? Why is that a line for you? That it just bugs me. Like that's fine for NASCAR. Ever NASCAR, soccer, WNBA, everybody has done Uh, this for ages. Soccer's done it for decades. uh, Yeah. Soccer renames teams based on its sponsors. Don't you remember the Red Bulls? I mean, come on. (laughs) They'll change the mascot of the. You know what it was for me after all the arguing with players and owners going back and forth about money and how much they should get paid and blah 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 blah. I think when they added that onto it, that kind of just pushed me over the edge. If all that other if all that other stuff didn't happen, and then they said they were gonna put logos randomly on uniforms, I might have been all right with it. But you know, I'm actually impressed that they agreed on anything. So here's here's my take. It's very simple. I will absolutely celebrate as a regular championship for my Mets. End of story. (laughs) Don't care. Don't care. Oh, before I forget, did you know? Next season, 2021, yeah, they purposely scheduled the Yankees and the Mets to play on September 11th. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck getting tickets to that game. No, no, we'll be, be be watching it here, but you know, there'll be a lot of drunk people. That that is that is one of those. Have you ever been to a Mets Yankee game? No. Live. Okay. No. It's it, the cop to the police officer to fan ratio is like ten to one. Like you can't every they, the police are everywhere. At least in the beginning, it was. I think it's gotten better since. But when the rivalry first started, like half the, you you thought half of New York City's police force was in the stadium because <laughs> it was constant fighting, and that's what it'll be because it'll be nine eleven. It every emotions will run high. People will be drinking fifteen and twenty dollar beers. It, it'll be a shit show. Yes, it, it it'll will. be a shit show. <laughs> so I will watch that. I will watch that game from here. And be totally happy with it. So, all right. So, what do you got for me? 
Um, ah, man. I mean, do I even want to bring it up? Should I bring Which it one? up? There's so much story. There's so there many is. news stories. I mean, just I just... Qu- All right, fine. Since I know we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick response. How do you feel about Deshaun and his Instagram post that he then deleted and then apologized for? As I have posted on our own Twitter account... I have no tolerance. So if you have not been to the Fignuts DFS, at Fignuts DFS is our, our our Twitter. We have a pinned message at the top of our board that says, I don't care who you are or what you do, if you post hate against anybody, prepare to be blocked. I'm just not going to deal with you. End of story. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. So Deshaun made a stupid mistake. I have heard um, some broadcasters say, listen, the guy owned his mistake. It was a mistake. Let's not, you know, kill him over this. I've heard other people say there's no moving forward. I've seen other players come out and say maybe he had a point, which just tries. Bottom line, the apology was insufficient. The actions are what's going to define where we go from here. And frankly, I... I'm grateful to Sean Jackson's relevancy in fantasy is minimal now. <laughs> it is. It used to not be. It used to not be. He's minimal now. He does not. He does not matter in my uh, fantasy universe. So to be honest with you, I don't really care. I, I it's, it's bad. It's bad. I'm not excusing it. But like I saw that come across my radar. I read the article and I was like, oh, screw that guy, and I moved on. We, I, I you know. We at the Football Fig Nuts, we disagree on a lot of things, but we all agree, you, me, and the other members of our team have always agreed that people should be treated like people and we don't have any place for hate. Now, if people want to forgive him for that and say, okay, well, you know, he deserves another chance, that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. But you know what? You have to be smarter than that. You have to be. So what do you you think was a bigger flub, that or Drew? I think this is. I think because Drew Brees is a more high-profile player, that factors into it too. Again, true. where you are in the public eye matters too. True. You true. know, um, I think I think they're both bad flubs. And there's the other thing: Drew Brees comes out and apologizes and is like, "I'm going to talk to my teammates and try to listen more." And everybody's like, "All right, whatever, we'll forget about it." He apologizes, and people are still jumping on the bandwagon. We got to curtail your rage, focus your rage at the stuff that matters. Not guys like Deshaun Jackson who made a stupid comment out of an uneducated point of ignorance. End of story mm-hmm. with that. So that's how I feel. I'm I'm not crucifying the guy. I want to see what he does next. If the next thing he does is hate filled and negative, then then I'm done with him. You know? But if he actually makes a genuine effort to like do the right thing going forward, pardon the phrase, then you know, I'm fine with it. People make mistakes, but at the same time in the public eye, you've got to be careful. What's your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same thing. I think people, everyone's, every I know everyone is stressed. Everyone is yeah. mad and not happy. And I get it. I get, I get it. But yeah, you you really need to. People need to focus their anger on things that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this would this is a really good learning point into Sean's life um, considering the owner of the Eagles and the GM and his coach uh, were affected by what he said so mm-hmm. as long as he has a, a an actual conversation with the three of them or one at a time or whatever 
and learn something out of it, then fine. And let's 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 just be honest. You, you brought it up. It's a great point. There's more important things. The president of the United States today said, ignore Anthony Fauci. He's been wrong too many times. Am I more worried about a pandemic and a leader who is dismissing the top experts? Or am I more worried about what Deshaun Jackson has in his heart in terms of racism and possible like negativity? Priorities, folks. Let's survive the pandemic first. Yes. Let's worry about the fact <laughs> that we're the on the, still I, the first wave. <laughs> yeah. And the guy running the country has no clue what he's doing. I know Craig hates when I get political. No, so you're I'm good. Not gonna go you're than good. That, but the bottom line is he has the, not the faintest clue what he's doing. So I'm more worried about that and trying to keep my family safe than Deshaun Jackson being ignorant right now. That is the bigger issue to me because one is going to kill me. And Deshaun Jackson's ignorance is only going to kill him. True, true. That's well that's said. where I'm. At. That's where I'm at. Keep keep yourself safe. Keep yourself perspective. That being said, you know again, and that's dangerous to say as a as a, a Caucasian male. Well, then you know, well if it doesn't affect you, well, do you care about Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. That's going to cost us lives. Deshaun Jackson's ignorance is not going to cost us lives. The real issues. There are too many real issues for me to worry about Instagram posts that Deshaun Jackson has put up. And then deleted. And then deleted. I'm pleased that he he apologized. I don't think his apology was enough. Wonder, He's going to have to act on it. I wonder how that, after he made that video and people on the team saw it, and you know his like agent saw it, I wonder what that phone conversation was like. It can't have been comfortable, and it shouldn't have been. No. It shouldn't have been. The ultimate, I mean, and we talk about, one of the things that kills me in, in, in popular culture right now is this term cancel culture. Every time somebody does something bad, you have to get them fired or pull their sponsors if they're a TV person. But cancel culture is a BS excuse for people holding accountability to public figures. It's a BS excuse. So you know what? That should be uncomfortable. That is a consequence. What people out there are calling cancel culture is a consequence. If you're a TV personality and you get on TV and you say something ob objectively stupid and people say, well, I'm not going to sponsor you anymore, that's not, the, that's not the culture mob coming for you. That is what we call consequences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I walk out into the street naked screaming, download the Football Fig Nuts podcast, <laughs> and I get arrested... <laughs> I can't be upset when no one downloads my podcast. <laughs> or maybe the numbers will go up. Hmm. I can't be I can't be <laughs> upset when the local paper says ugly fat naked man arrested <laughs> screaming download the football fig nuts podcast and it doesn't result in more downloads. <laughs> that's just that's just common sense. Why would I support something financially that is diametrically opposed to what I believe in as a human being? Oh, that's cancel yep. culture. You're trying to cost people their jobs. You guys are a mop. No, we have a brain in our heads. And I'm telling you right now, I don't want to support people who support stupidity. So, yeah, I am going to sit there and say, yeah, I'm not going to support businesses that advertise on shows that I think are misinformation and things like that. That's called accountability. People want to label it something different because they want to feel better about it and they want to excuse themselves from it. Oh, well, my show... Bill O'Reilly got fired from Fox News, right? Bill mm -hmm. O'Reilly. Oh, he was fired because the culture mob got him. No, he was fired.
because he was an idiot and he was held accountable for what he did. End of story, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm backing off of it because we have too much to talk about. But <laughs> seriously, I'm just – I'm so tired. That phone call for Deshaun Jackson should be uncomfortable. It needs to be uncomfortable because that is how we learn about how to do better the next time. True. True. All right, if, no one's, if no one's heard it before, just go – you can go look up what he said. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to go into what he said because it's, it's, it's offensive. But, you know – that that's that's where it is okay yep. so on. yes next question so i i lied i'm gonna because my third question was a little politically charged so mm-hmm. i'm gonna move away from it and <laughs> okay. go to the backup question all right for those who don't know every every week i keep a backup question i rarely go to it but i'm going to it this week let's talk about patrick mahomes's fat <laughs> check let's talk about how the guy He's... a what was that go ahead i, I would say he is no longer allowed to do anything other than play football and video games he can't yes. do anything. And the video games, he has to have someone else holding the controller. He can just <laughs> yell at them what he wants them to do. A, this is a guy who already was not going to pay for another meal for the rest of his life in Kansas City. Put this in historical context. There are only two men who have ever won a Super Bowl in a Kansas City Chief uniform as quarterback. Two in 50 years. <laughs> He was never paying for another meal in Kansas City ever, ever again. Now, he can buy whatever he wants. Right. Now, my question to you is, all right, mm-hmm. so the Patrick Mahomes deal is worth, on paper, $503 million. Half the a billion up, dollars. The upfront money, though, is actually less than what Russell Wilson got last year. Wilson was guaranteed $70 million. Mahomes was only guaranteed 63 People are now calling this a sweetheart deal for the team because there are so many outs for the team. But if Patrick Mahomes does play for the Chiefs for the next 10 years, he's going to make $500 million. Craig, Mm -hmm. fair or foul, and who got the better deal, the team or the player? (sighs) I mean, I, I, I guess it's good. It's good for Patrick. So it's, it's fair to him. Um, You know, I don't know the Chiefs financials, so I don't know what this is going to do to, contracts over the next say three four seasons or you know uh but i think it's i it works out for both if this is what patrick wanted this is what they agreed on and both of them both of them have you know not that you know something bad would happen but say one or the other party just wants to end it then that's good so so here's the thing about this Mm -hmm. this does not kill their cap. And that's a huge thing. They had going into this a little more than $6 million, about six and a half million dollars mm-hmm. going into this deal. Coming out of this deal, I'm looking at over the cap, they have $6.2 million okay. in caps for 2020. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 2021, right now, that number is $35 million in cap space. Huh. Forecast to 2022, $107 million. Now, wait a minute, Britt. How is that even possible? <laughs> what kind of uh, devil math is that? I, exactly. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, because a lot of guys are getting towards the lighter end of their deals. So their cap numbers are actually decreasing. For example, Tyree oh. Kill signed that contract extension last year, right? Mm-hmm. His cap number for 2020 is 17.7 mil. Mm-hmm. But in 2021, it goes down to 15.8. That's almost $2 million in savings against the cap. Oh. Right. 
So Patrick Mahomes is due to make all this money. In 2020, his cap number is only $5.3 million. It does go up to 24.8. But in 2022, and 2022 it goes up to 31, and then it goes up as high as 42. But don't forget, they have a third year out. After that 2022 season where he's a $31 million hit, they can kill the contract and avoid that $42 million hit. So hmm. it is somewhat sweetheart, and it does give them some wiggle room. Some hmm. wiggle room. The Chiefs don't have a lot of guys guaranteed past 2022. Right now, the only three guys in 2023, so four years from now, the only guys with cap numbers right now counting against the Kansas City Chiefs are Patrick Mahomes, Frank Clark, and Harrison Butker, our kicker. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Right now, based on the fact that we would only have three players in the roster four years from now, they've got $166 wow. million dollars in cap not space. Even, not even Kelsey? No. Huh. Wait, Kel- Kelsey's contract is coming due. Yeah, I think it's Kelsey's- next year. I'm looking right now. I don't see him under 2022. Let me see. It's like, cause it, you can, you can bring it. All right, Travis Kelsey is an $11 million hit in 2020. Uh, and he is a $9 million hit. So there it is, too. You're the best tight end in the league, and for the next two years, his combined cap hit is 20 mil. Ah, so I guess this math did work out. And now uh, it allows them to go into 2020 and say to Travis, let's talk about 2021. Let's talk about it. What do you want to do? And go forward with that. So I love it. I'm super psyched that he'll be there forever. And I, I, I think it's a win-win deal because if he plays out the deal, which he thinks he's going to do, obviously, now it's does it does it concern dollars. you that Andy Reid may not be there the whole ten years? Nope. Andy, I'm surprised Andy Reid didn't retire after this Super Bowl. Dead honesty. Fair. What? This was his thing, right? He'd never won one. No, he almost did it in Philly, and that didn't happen. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't want to do. And this is just me talking based on 0.0 personal <laughs> knowledge. It's not like Andy Reid and I had donuts the other day over at the shop. Socially distant. The What's that? You didn't bring donuts? I didn't bring donuts. <laughs> Where are the donuts? Was that? that was an NBA player, right? <laughs> was the rookie, was the, the guy who was like, where's my donuts? That was a rookie hazing thing. But anyway, um, this is just me. I, I don't. Th- I just think he doesn't want to go out as a loser. I just think he wants to go out as clean as he can and thinking he set Kansas City up. And I don't think he wants to stop working right now. I think in his mind, and again, I don't know. I, I've never run into Andy Reid, so I don't know. I, I think this is his last stop. I think he wants to retire after this kind of Dick Vermeilish in terms of like he's gone to a couple places. He wants this to be his last stop. So he just wants to play. He just wants to do this as long as he feels like he can do it. Now, if Kansas City wins six games this year, Maybe he decides it's time to hang it up. I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think well, so. But you know what? After those 10 years are up, the Mets are still going to be paying Bobby Bonilla. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the smartest man in sports. I, I And this is not a joke when I tell you this. I'm pretty sure that deal will outlive me. It's like 2035. <laughs> it's another 15 years. That means I'd have to live to 60, and Craig's seen me eat. That's that's a stretch. Smartest a man stretch. in pro- professional sports Smart, ever folks smartest agent ever yes smartest agent ever so the agent walks in the room and goes listen i got this idea <laughs> and and here we are so yep all right let's get to our main topic because we are so i'm, I'm already behind because i went on a political rant 
Um, it's time to talk about running backs. So, as always, I start back and look at our 2019 projections. Of the top 10 running backs in fantasy football, according to CBS Sports and a PPR, how many of them do you think we hit on out of 10? Out of 10? Um, six. Well, that's pretty good because we hit on exactly five. That's close. That's pretty good. That's close. So, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott. Now, to be fair, we had Barkley at one and he finished 10th, but still, he was a top <laughs> 10. Barkley, Zeke, uh, McCaffrey, Kamara, and Cook, all top 10. People we had in the top 10. So, our top four, our top four all made the top 10, which was great. People we had missed on, Joe Mixon. We had him at five. Craig and I were big on him. Um, CBS was big on him, too. I remember reading a bunch of articles on Joe Mixon last year. No. Melvin Gordon didn't hit. David Johnson didn't hit. <laughs> no. James Conner got hurt, and Le'Veon Bell decided to be a Le'Veon Bell. So those were the guys we missed on in the top ten. But this year will be different, I hope. I hope. Maybe. Let's, let's talk we'll about – so. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the guys we have for 2020 in our running back rankings. And we do come from a PPR perspective, folks, so keep that in mind. Our number one is a shocker. It's Christian McCaffrey. Now, historically on this podcast, our number one projection has not done well the year (laughs) we projected him number one. So we just jinxed him. Perfect. We projected Saquon (laughs) last year. The year before that, I think we projected Le'Veon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, or that might have been the year before that when he just got injured. But either way, but Christian McCaffrey, Craig, clearly the number one, um, I think, on our board. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to move on and, and we can discuss the three because we were consensus not only on number one, but on the top three. Every member of our team had McCaffrey at one, Saquon Barkley at two, and Ezekiel Elliott at three. Now, Craig has recently had some concerns about Zeke. Yes. And on Twitter, I did see one analyst ask openly, why do I see Zeke being faded? Craig, tell us why people might not want to draft Zeke in their top three running backs. Okay. So, Zeke, good running back, held out last year, came back not in the best of shape ever, still had a decent year. Okay. Got better as it went on. Right. Got more in shape, got his wind back, as they say. Then all of a sudden, COVID comes along. Dun, dun, dun. Then all of a sudden, people on the Cowboys, including Zeke, test positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And now, Zeke, as you know, really quick, COVID does affect your breathing, or can affect yep. your breathing. Lives in the lungs. Lives in the lungs. Then a couple weeks, or a week after he got sick, he did an interview which it was really short. It was maybe two minutes, maybe. And he's sitting there and he's talking and you can see him pause and take like a noticeably deep breath. Like, so when my dad was around, you know, he smoked, he had COPD. It was Mm -hmm. almost like that where you're talking to somebody and they just like, so then, uh, cause I was saying like, just take a randomly deep breath cause they're out of breath even though they're not doing anything. And then, like, last week, Zeke is on Twitch trying to relax. Uh, he leaves his his stream on, and then he starts talking about how he's, uh, you know, getting high, which also affects right. your breathing. And here's another thing, folks. If you look at 
people who've had COVID or have COVID, especially people in sports. Like I forgot who it was. It's someone that um, that plays baseball. Can't remember who it was. He's had it for a month, and he's still not better. And he said he feels like crap. Yeah. And he can't play. He has no idea when he's going to be able to play again. So all that being said, are you downgrading him from your original prediction of three? I may drop him to – see what we have here? I may drop him to, like, say six. But okay. if you do draft Ezekiel Elliott, for the love of God, draft his backup. Handcuff. That <laughs> is absolutely a handcuff situation. <laughs> Don't, I, I, I'll disagree with my esteemed partner in that I would not hesitate to draft Zeke at three, but that means I am absolutely looking at every ADP I can find, and I'm finding whatever the highest ADP is for Tony Pollard, and I'm grabbing him there. I've been drafting him in best ball. <laughs> yes. Yes. Best ball, I mean, that's exactly what you should do. So, I, But we, we all like McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott. I think Saquon, I, I have high hopes for the Giants this year. High yes. hopes. I think both New York teams will be better this year. They're not going to go to the playoffs, but I think they'll be better. I don't know. The, the, the East in both conferences is so... Broken? Iffy. Iffy's <laughs> the word of it. Like, like who, the New England dynasty is probably over in terms of what we're expecting out of the dominance of it. Mm-hmm. Do we really think Buffalo is that strong a contender that they're definitely going to dominate? Because I don't. I de- honestly, I think it depends on their defense and how many touchdowns Josh Allen can run for. Though they do could it, they do have digs, so maybe. I don't know. So New England could still win that division in my head. Now the NFC East. The Cowboys are a mess. One of them can't breathe. The other one wants a new contract. And Amari Cooper is just saying, hello, I'm in practice. Where's everybody else? <laughs> Philadelphia is one, one Carson Wentz injury away Whoa, Craig, did I lose you? Nope. Hello? You there? We just had a brownout here. Oh, cool. Like, all the lights in my room just flickered. I hope yep. I'm... Somebody in my building holding a seance? <laughs> they might be. Wow, that was really weird. Everything just <laughs> flickered, but you're still here, so that's good. Um, Philadelphia. One or two better... They, who is the Philadelphia running back? Miles Sanders. He's... What do we know about him? I, I have zero confidence in Miles Sanders but becoming a lead. Their offensive line so. is broken. So yes, zero confidence. Okay, so the Giants are in, a, and, and Washington, Washington can't even decide what they call themselves. No, because after like twenty years of going, we will never change our names. We don't care if you think it's racist. All of a sudden, FedEx went. Well, we're going to take the name off the field. And they're like, whoa, 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 easy, buddy. Did we, did we say <laughs> never? We said we meant not now, but that was then. <laughs> And now is now, so maybe now. (laughs) You can do that. You can do that when you name a stadium. (laughs) I said to my wife when that whole thing started to happen, I said, I know you don't give a damn about football. I said, this guy has forever, for like the last 20 years that he's owned the team. And it hasn't been 20 years, but it feels like 20 years that Dan Snyder's been there. Maybe it has been. Um, He's always said, we will always keep this name. I said, watch. The moment FedEx says we're going to pull our name off the stadium, and DC says we're not going to let you move into your new stadium. He'll start to change his tune. And like literally six hours later, news brief: Washington is open to a name change. <laughs> yep. And I was just like, "Yep," because yep. that's all he cares about. Daniel Snyder doesn't care about winning; he cares about money. That's money, true. money, money. Have you and watched somebody, the Redskins? That's true. <laughs> somebody walked up to him and said, "Do you realize if we changed our name and our logo and we issued all new merchandise, how much our merchandise sale would increase? Everybody who has a Haskins jersey." 
would have to run out and buy the new hazmat shirts. New ones, eh? And that's exactly it. Jackets. That's exactly it. Do you remember the Kentucky Fried movie? That terrible movie from the 70s? It's it's amazingly funny. It's amazingly bad and funny. There's a there's a part of it. So it's a, it's a sketch movie, but Big there's a Jim part. Jim Slade. Yep, that's where I'm going with it. They <laughs> they do a parody, which is probably considered pretty bad now, you know, in terms of you know racial sensitivity. They do a a Bruce Lee parody, and at first the main character is like, absolutely not. I will not take on your mission. I'm not going to do this. And then finally, the English spy master is like, yes, but you'll have the opportunity to kill thirty, maybe forty men. And all of a sudden, the main character leans back and goes, oh, <laughs> that's Dan Snyder. That's Dan Snyder right here. I'm never changing our name. Yes, but you might make thirty or $40,000 more jersey sales if you do. Oh, uh, that's all that can matter. That's all that matters. So, yep. All right. So, Zeke, we have at three. We have Kamara at four. And then we have a tie at five between Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. I don't know what to make of Derrick Henry. I this he's guy a, was he's a big dude that can run through people but he was supposed to be good forever and then finally last year he was good i don't know if he can put two years together so i'll ask you this and again folks we are going to do a huge roundtable event with uh multiple members of our our podcast in august so we're just kind of going over the rankings today but you you face the choice you get up and you've got to pick running back and your choices are cook or henry what are you doing First reaction is Henry because Cook has an injury history and Cook also wants a new contract, so I don't know what Cook is doing. That's exactly where I'm at, too. That's exactly where I'm at, too. So, uh, number seven is our dear Get friend on the train. Joe Mixon. Uh, one of us, <coughs> Cinch, ranked him outside the top 10. Um, every other member of our podcast team has him in the top 10. Um, so I disagree with Cinch there. I think this, and and, and this is not going to be shocking. A lot of people think this is the year that Joe Mixon breaks out. I I've heard, so. I've heard that. I've heard that from multiple sources. New, new QB, new offensive line, second-year coach. You, I put Somebody put out on Twitter, give me your hot take, the hill that you're willing to die on, and I put Joe Mixon as a top-five QB this year, and RB. I immediately got response, uh, sorry, RB, Top five RB this year, and I immediately got a response from like three different analysts saying that is not a hot take. That's that's widely considered that's a given. And I was like, really? Because last year everyone told me I was nuts when I put him at like number six, and they were like, no, no, Joe Mixon's a top five quarter running back. We have no idea what you're talking about. No one ever said that. And I'm like, here's your tweet. Last year you said you're crazy. Mixon might be top ten, and people were like, I don't know where you found that, but that wasn't me. I, I mean, seriously, I was drunk. <laughs> I was, drunk. I, I was just doing that because I lost a bet. Whatever. So Joe Mixon at number seven. We have Aaron Jones at eight, and I think that's going to be this is where the cliff hits, folks. The first cliff yeah. is after the top three, maybe the top four, because Craig's a Camaro truther. Um, you know, <clears> after the top four, but then you hit Joe Mixon, and then we drop down to Aaron Jones. And here's where the disagreements began in our our rankings. I yeah. think Aaron Jones is going to hold on to his spot. I understand the A.J. Dillon thing is, is concerning. I think they're going to run Jones into the ground before they go to Dillon. That, that's my thought. Do you think Aaron Jones is reliable in a top 10 situation? I mean, situation he, he has, as Sean mentioned, he did play 16 games, but he wasn't 100% for 16 games. So mm-hmm. I don't think the Packers, because they, they really didn't have any, they had other running backs, but you know, they were still going to let Aaron Jones play. Right. But now that they have A.J. Dillon, 
I think they're going to throw A.J. Dillon in more and give Aaron Jones a break more often. Because I think the Packers now are going to become the whole running back by committee thing because everyone saw how it worked in New Orleans with Kamara and Ingram. And they're like, hey, we should do that. Which is exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants to have happen because he knows if he doesn't – he's in the Alex Smith role from two years ago or three years ago right now. He's playing for his job. So – uh, all right, so number nine, um, yeah, number nine, we have Kenyon Drake. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, because Craig and uh, – <laughs> wow, I ranked him as top ten too. You do. You did Was I see drunk? that. You might have been. Wow. All right, so we think it, we think Kenyon Drake will, will bounce back a little bit now that he's in Arizona. He can't do any worse than his predecessor, but I'm bummed. <laughs> number ten, we've got Josh Jacobs. Um, health is my only concern there. Health and the fact that they don't have anything else. Um, I, I have I don't Darren have Waller. Any... That's about it. That, yeah, but I have no faith in Carr. I have none left. I don't even behold, know who their backup is. Behold the field in which my shits grow. Notice that it is barren, <laughs> for I can give you no shits. I can't with Derek Carr. I just can't. I'm so tired of, of, of just... There's like there's a great episode to have before the season. Sure. Guys, I just can't anymore. <laughs> and Aaron, just, or not Aaron, yeah. or... Uh, Cars, one of them. Right. I found out today that Ricky Seals Jones is on the Chiefs. <laughs> Don't care. I did not even know he was there. Did he not is? even know he is. I didn't even know remember, he was there. Remember when he was like the next big thing? Didn't he get arrested or something? I, I may have. He switched teams I like injured. four times. Oh, Don't man. even care that he's there. Don't. So, so Josh Jacobs, if he can stay healthy and um avoid the fact that his team stinks under the heading of my team stinks is number 11, Nick Chubb that not only does not only has Cleveland so far failed to live up to his expectations, dumpster fire. It, it has been for a long time, <laughs> but Kareem hunt is still standing on the sidelines He's like, Hello, with, his, remember me? With, his, with his helmet on ready to go in on third down. I mean, if Kareem Hunt's not there, Nick Chubb might be a top 10 back. Man, there's there's a guy who regrets some life choices. Who, Kareem Hunt? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> can't wait to can't wait for him to be watching the Chiefs get their, their, their rings remotely. <laughs> so, I don't even get into that. Number 12, we got Miles Sanders. I, mean, I am... So go ahead. I would say, if you, if you need a backup or a flex once a week, a week, maybe. Nick Chubb's your man. No, no, Miles Sanders. Oh, Miles Sanders. Well, Miles Sanders comes in at 12 for us. I'm going to be clear on this. Miles Sanders was number 20 on my list. He was dead last. I ha- I have no faith in the Philadelphia run game. None. The reason he lands at number 12 is because our good friend Sean put him at number 8 overall. And what? Craig and Cinch have him. Miles Sanders. Sean Eight? has Miles Sanders over Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb. Was he drunk? Very likely. <laughs> I when I compiled these numbers, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" He he missed people. Okay, so let let's just out him right now, right? Because Sean doesn't listen. Sean doesn't listen. Sean contributes to this podcast. He appears two or three times a year, and he doesn't listen to the damn thing. No, so we can say whatever we want about him. That's right. That's right. With the, without fear, with the exception of like legal repercussions, what is that? Libel or is that libel? Um, label? I don't remember. It, it, it's it's what is printed Deb, and what is not. Deb would know. Deb, Deb would know. Us. Hi Deb. Hi Deb. So Hi, Deb. um, 
people that Sean failed to rank at all. <laughs> okay. Like, these are people who did not appear in his top 20. All right. Mark Ingram. Uh, okay. Devin Singletary. Wait, isn't he a... Okay. Jonathan mm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert. Hmm. And now here's the one where you're going to... I'm just going to say the name and you go right ahead and say whatever you want to say. David Montgomery. I... But... What? I'm going to open another <laughs> beer while Craig struggles to understand. He didn't... He, he didn't... Dr- didn't today he tell us how good David Montgomery was going to be? And who does David Montgomery play for? He plays for the Bears. And who? what is Sean's favorite team? The Bears. Sean did not what? put the number one running back and probably the best offensive weapon on his own team onto the list. But he put Miles Sanders at eight. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Excuse I am me. starting to rethink the wisdom of our team. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So Miles Sanders comes in at number eight, or no, number twelve rather, because Sean put him at eight. Number thirteen is Austin Eckler. Craig can, and again, another person who got a boost because of Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean put him at nine. You put him at nineteen. <laughs> Does and this is something that's going to have to come up during the the roundtable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to warn him it's coming because he needs to be reminded. There's a reason he should listen to the podcast. Why do you, why do you think that Austin Eckler isn't is bottom level like at best an RB two? Don't don't you think he's gonna have like the shit lion share now that Gordon's gone? He's going to, but I think with a new quarterback and just the I feel like the Chargers are in complete disarray, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're they're on this next seat not this season but next season I feel like the Chargers are just gonna go into total rebuild mode. Yeah, I think the, and, yeah, I think they're on the verge of it. And either I think either they're just, and I don't think Austin Eckler is going to be part of their rebuild. Uh, so, I don't know. He might. I don't know. Let's see. Number fourteen, tied for fourteenth, we have two very interesting picks. We have tied for fourteenth, Mark Ingram and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Why are they tied for fourteenth? Well, Cinch thinks that Eng- uh, Mark Ingram is still a top ten back. And does not rank Hilaire at all. Sean didn't rank Ingram, but thinks Hilaire is an RB2. <laughs> you and I both had Ingram at 17th, <laughs> and we were you were a little higher on Hilaire than I am. So, again, same situation we have with Cook and Henry. You're sitting in the middle rounds. you got to pick a running back. you got Mark Ingram and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire staring at you. Which one staring do you grab? Staring at me because he's on the Chiefs, Clyde. Exactly. And I love Mark Ingram. I do too. I have been a Mark Ingram truther but since Kamara was a rookie. That's true. People, he was. He was. People were like, Kamara's going to take away too much of his role. Nope. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. It worked out perfectly for the Saints, Didn't actually. <laughs> Last year, oh, he's going to the Ravens, and they've got that rookie guy. Nope. He wasn't great. He's getting older, folks. Bad news. People age. Unless and you're Mark Frank Ingram's Gore. Frank Unless you're Frank Gore. Gore. Don't get me started on Frank Gore. <laughs> Was that last week or the week before? Did I mention the, the conversation I had on Twitter about Frank Gore? I don't remember if I mentioned I think, it during the podcast last you? week. I don't remember. Long story short, somebody said, what is the one guy oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to I was like, Frank Gore, he's got to be on a team somewhere. I have to have him somewhere. <laughs> he is my broke back. So, I, I think so. I think Clyde Edward Hiller gets the uh, nod there. 16th, I'm moving right along because believe it or not, we're almost out of time. 16th, we've got Melvin Gordon. I'm higher on Gordon than everybody else. I really think Melvin Gordon is going to engage in a revenge tour. It could happen. He's, he's in Denver now, right? 
Yes. Yes. I just answered my own damn question. Earlier today, I was asking, why is everybody down on Philip Lindsay? Because Melvin Gordon's there, you dope. You forgot Melvin Gordon was there. <laughs> I'm like, why is Lindsay sliding down the ADP? Well, that's why. Number 17 is our dear old friend Todd Gurley. Cinch refused to rank him. The rest of us all have him in the RB2 category, resulting in our 17th ranking on our list. I think there's potential for Gurley to rebound. Depends on his knees. He's in Atlanta now, right? Is that, did I yeah. get that right? Yep. So, yeah, maybe. People people are big. I, I Matt Ryan went really early in our, uh, our Scott Fishbowl draft, which is another thing I wanted to get to tonight, but we're not going to get to, um, except maybe very briefly, but... Um, yeah. 18 is Devin Singletary. I did not rank Devin Singletary, and I'll tell you why. Why? They drafted another running back, and they've already said, well, we think that um, the the new guy is going to have a role kind of similar to uh, Frank Gore. And I'm like, wait a minute. The whole reason um, – I'm looking for his name. Why can't I find his name? Um, uh, it starts with a Z, right? Oh, God. Is Zach up. Moss? Zach Moss? Zach Moss, sorry. That sounds right. Just drew – you're right, it's Zach, and it starts with a Z. That, I just drew a blank. I just had a who's that guy moment for Zach Moss. People are saying Zach Moss is going to have a similar um, role to Frank Gore. Well, what was the slight on Devin Singletary? Well, he doesn't get the, the lion's share because Frank Gore is there. So if you're telling me that Zach Moss is just going to become Frank Gore, then why would I rank Singletary up? Yeah, because fantasy, folks, touchdowns matter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And maybe this is just BS, but the team is saying that Moss is going to take a, a, a share of the carries. It's something you got to be concerned about. So that's why I've got Singletary alone. Uh, I'm just going to get through our top 20. 19, we've got James Conner. Um, I ranked actually James Conner at 11. I was the only one to put him that high. Craig, you did not even rank James Conner. What's your concern? My concern is injury. It just is... The steel again. I feel like the Steelers are in the same position as the Chargers. Like I feel like they're in this weird gray area where they really know what's going on, and you know, yeah, they lost their. They have like three quarterbacks now, and you know, I don't know. That's Talk about the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. The Steelers. If that's how, if they don't win this year, that's how I feel they are too. I feel like this is a make or break year for Mike Tomlin and this team. They, last year, there was like, well, Roethlisberger was, oh, God. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. There you go. Put up here in him, and he can't <laughs> say Roethlisberger. Um, last year, they, they had they were able to point at that and say, well, that's why we didn't succeed. He's back. Connor's healthy. Juju is bad, but healthy. You've got to succeed this year, or it's going to look bad. I mean, at that point, at what point do you start talking about making the coaching change? The Steelers are notoriously patient with their coaches. Notoriously patient. Yes. But all right, and tied for twentieth, we have a three way tie for the last spot on our, our top twenty list between Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. Pick one and give me a reason why. Uh Le'Veon Bell, new offensive line, new tight end. They can run double tight. Frank Gore is there to send to give him a rest and he's not broken. Like the other two. Okay. Leonard Fournette is the correct answer. <laughs> Leonard Fournette was the number seven running back in a PPR last year. 17.3 points per game on a team he hated and wanted to get out of. He is going to do the exact same thing this year and try to get the hell out of there. So I'll take Leonard Fournette over both of them there. Um, really quick, our also-rans. 
Uh, 23rd, we had Jonathan Taylor. 24 was Raheem Mostert. And 25, we had a, co- a tie between Damian Williams and David Montgomery. Uh, the only person to put David Montgomery in the top 20 was me. Everyone else left him off the list, including Sean, which is only an issue because Sean is a damn Bears fan. <laughs> that that blows my mind. That would be like me saying I'm not going to rank Hilaire. Yep, or I'm not going to rank Mixon. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to rank Mahomes. I'm not going to rank the best <laughs> offensive player on my team. For whatever reason, it's just it's it's mind blowing. It is. And then really quick, folks, Raheem Moser wants to get traded. Oh my god! So are you are you subscribed to our sleeper stream, Craig? Do you get our sleeper notifications? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the guy flip out because Raheem Moser wants to be traded in our dynasty league? No, I didn't see that one. So he just flips out like he just puts up there. How do you react when? The best player in the the guy you trusted with your running game. How do you react when the guy you trust with your running game tells you he wants to be traded? And then he immediately responded by updating Raheem Mostert to on the block. Like, <laughs> go ahead and make a trade offer. And I was like, really? Because he's capable. What if he gets traded to a contender? What mm. if the next message you get is he's a New England Patriot? Then or what? he's. Or he's um, trying to think of another good fit that that would be like instant, like oh my god, Seahawks. He's in he's in Houston. He's in Seattle. <laughs> what if all of a sudden that is your option? He Mozart in Seattle. I like that. It's not crazy. No, it's not. I like the way it's that not. sounds. <laughs> all right. So really quick before we sign off, Craig and I have been very excited. We are in the Scott Fishbowl ten. We league. are. We are in the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine uh, division. We had the four pick. So really quick, uh, in lieu of my final thought, I'm just going to go over what we've done so far. So in the first, we're picking fourth overall out of 12. We grabbed Saquon Barkley in the first round. The order went McCaffrey, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. It's a two QB league with very specific rules that benefit efficient QBs. We grabbed Barkley. And I said, we're going to get a wide receiver. Somebody said, we're going to get a quarterback on the way back. Somebody will be there. The best guy there was Russell Wilson. So we grabbed Russell Wilson in the second round. Very happy. Our first start was Barkley and Wilson. In round three, I decided to reach. I looked at Josh Jacobs. I looked at Leonard Fournette. I looked at Todd Gurley. And I actually went and grabbed Hilaire. So I was very happy there. Now, the other thing you need to know about this league is that we have a tight end bonus. So tight ends get a point and a half PPR. So by the time I had taken Hilaire, everybody but Zach Ertz that matters, Kelsey, Kittle, and Andrews had already gone. And Zach Ertz went with the next pick. So Craig and I had a convo, and we're like, what are we going to do? Are we just going to give up on tight end and get the best available, or are we going to go and grab our tight end? And we decided we're going to go grab Darren Waller. So we got Barkley, Wilson, Hilaire, and Waller. Coming back around, I caused a stir. (laughs) <laughs> because I decided that this is my team. My name is on it. I've got to make a move. And there's such efficiency bonuses between passer and receiver that pairing them up makes sense. Just to put this in perspective, at the turn, the very first turn, the team that's drafting 12th took Michael Thomas and then Drew Brees immediately. Passed on Deshaun Watson. Passed on Russell Wilson. Passed on Matt Ryan because they wanted that combo. So I said, you know what? I want Daniel Jones throwing the ball to Saquon Barkley all the goddamn time. So I went out and got Daniel Jones. This set off a firestorm. (laughs) I was okay with it. 
Zinch has not stopped telling me I was wrong about this yet. It's been a day. And it's almost like, every, hey, did you guys order any beer this week? By the way, Daniel Jones was a draft mistake. Don't care. Don't care. So we have Daniel Jones, as our, and it's a two-QB league, so I was not upset with getting a second QB. On the way back, I listened to Craig because I took executive control and I got Daniel Jones, so I took Devontae Parker next. Now, you should know at that point, 20 other wideouts had gone. We're in round six. 20 other wideouts had gone. Big Bob Woods had gone right before that. Sutton had gone before that. Keenan Allen had gone. There wasn't a lot there, and Craig and I both thought we needed a wideout. So then coming back around, we're in round seven. We draft DK Metcalf because now we've got our QB2 paired up with our running back who catches passes and our QB1 paired up with the guy I think is going to end up being the number one in Seattle. I don't think Lockett is going to be big. Craig, have you looked at it since I did that? I have not looked at who who is gone after your pick. All right. So we are mostly through the seventh round. We took DK Metcalf Mm -hmm. Then Jimmy Garoppolo went. What? Okay. Yep. Followed by Ronald Jones. Uh, all right. This is this, we've fallen off like the third cliff of running backs here. <laughs> the next pick was Kareem Hunt. Okay. Followed by Terry McLaurin, uh, DJ Shark. Really? And Damian Williams. Wow. Damian Williams goes in the seventh round as RB31. Wow. And all of a sudden I'm saying to myself, crap, all I've got is Barkley and Hilaire. <laughs> Question to you before I close up. Yeah. We still have we still have an open hole at starting wide receiver. We are like twelve picks away from going. Do I have to get another running back and think flex, or do I have to try and get a wide out because thirty one running backs are already off the board and DJ Shark just went at wide receiver number twenty five, there's still a couple Man. of guys out there. What do I do, Craig? Tell me, what do I do? Um, all right. Receiver this year is really deep, especially with the rookies that were drafted. I, I think we might have to look at what running backs are left. The best available running back is Devin Singletary. The guy just said, I can't trust. Who's after that? Carry on Johnson. Oh dear. The next name down, <laughs> the next name down is a guy I think might have potential. It's James White. Oh, all right. Oh, we got to monitor yeah. this. I can't talk too much about this on the air because we're going to release this tomorrow and somebody's going to sit there and go, mm, I better yeah, snatch up James White. White, eh? In mm. which case, I'm really looking at Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> I absolutely, If I can't get Ricky Seals-Jones, it's definitely going to be Virgil Green. But one of those two are going next. <laughs> Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Apple, uh, Stitcher, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. We really enjoy it. Uh, communicate with us. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com or we are on t- Twitter at fignutsdfs. That was my final thought. Craig, your final thought before we sign off. Final thoughts, folks. Um, as of right now, this season's happening and like Britt mentioned before, um, it's time to start. Just do some do some mock drafts, do some best ball drafts, just uh, get in the swing of drafting. Yep. And if you're listening to us and you're in the Snoopy Snow Cone division, my next pick is most definitely going to be Jeff Driscoll. No question. <laughs> I'm looking at Jeff Driscoll square in the eye. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. We'll be back next week with our wide receiver rankings. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Let's hope there's not as much news and political stuff I'm to distract sure because wide receiver is going to take well, wide receivers. 
there's so, like you said, you're absolutely right. There's such depth there. It's going to take us an entire episode to talk about wide receivers. But we will be back next week. We appreciate you listening to us. Give us some feedback at the places I listed. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.